Curtain Jerks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android... Whoa! (coughs) (coughs) Lightning! (coughs) Smoke! (coughs) Yeah! Mm -hmm. Love to read! Yeah! (laughs) Uh Good times! Macho Man Randy Savage, what are you doing here? Yeah, love to read. Talking about reading. Yeah, got a book right here. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. You know, with audible.com backslash audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. There's a lot of slashes in there. I don't know if any of those are accurate. Really? Let me try that again. Uh, you know, at audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network, you can read things with your ears on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. What do you mean? I don't have to pick up a book no more. Yeah, you had the most muscular pinky I'd ever seen when you picked up that book. That's right. The the uh, See, the problem is that I have with books is they're my enemy, yeah. Because I always get paper cuts. That's why I always got tape on my fingers, uh-huh. Macho Man Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage, you don't have to cut your fingers anymore on books. You can listen to these books. No more paper cuts? No more paper cuts. The beauty of Audible is I got no more paper cuts, so I can read even more with my ears. That sounds like a hell of a slogan. The beauty of Audible is no more paper cuts. No more paper cuts for the Macho Man, uh-huh. Huh, no. So you telling me that I gotta pay for no more paper cuts? See, that's the beauty part, Macho Man Randy Savage. With this, you get a free audiobook once you use the uh, Curtain Jerks promo code. Free audiobook? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, dig it. Mm-hmm. That's free, and then you're also gonna be free of paper cuts. Free of paper cuts, free of free downloads, free everything. Aha, uh-huh, the show is free. I like it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You're welcome. Let's go to the circus. Let's do it. to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. Steve's back, everybody. I'm here. I made it. Yeah. What happened last week, right? Oh, jeez. He's back. I'm back and I'm bad. Yeah. Had a really good time. Good. Yeah. Got some sweet interviews, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you score Phil Ranta? I don't know. You know, it's just like I saw him and I was like, hey, man, do you have some time? Let's... Can, let's do a podcast. Hey, let's, stop doing the dishes, bro. Yeah. I know it's wildly off topic, but maybe you could talk about some internet stuff with me. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Hey, I am back. That's right. I'm back in the United States of America. How's it feel? Good. Yeah? Not cold anymore. How's the, how does that warm sunshine feel on you, that warm California sunshine? Oh, it just it pours through the clouds. It does. It, it literally pours through the clouds. That's mm-hmm. why they call us the pouring state. Yeah, they, they call us the pouring state for that very, very reason. Little known fact, everybody. Do you kind of feel like uh, the last son of Krypton, just sort of sucking up all those energy beams from the sun? I do, but I tried to lift this can that was in the street, and I couldn't do it. So maybe my superpowers are yet to take uh, you got to be careful. Light. you got to be careful. You can't. We can't put a giant red lens in front of the sun and take away all your powers. Yeah, because then I definitely won't be able to pick up that can. Uh, I finally got to see Man of Steel. Yeah? Yeah, I told you about this. It was awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It was People really shit good. on it for no good reason. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, it's so good. Really good. I'm excited for, like, now I'm, I'm sort of bummed that I knew that there was going to be the Batman versus Superman movie because as soon as you it just ended, want more Superman, I just, right? now I just want more Superman. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever said in my life I want more Superman. 
Really? Yeah. I'm oh. not. I'm not a Superman fan. The people say that, but they are. Shut up. You are. You love Superman. I like Superman when he's dealing with something unique and interesting, like another Superman. Like the fact that he was going up against Zod, awesome. But if he was just dealing with petty criminals, what's? When does that happen? The beginning Other of, than the 40s. The beginning of Superman Returns. That movie sucks. It has its moments. No, it doesn't. Uh, he gets stabbed with kryptonite and broken off in him, prison style, and then he lifts up an by island Ku- by of By Kumar. By Kumar. Oh, was it? No, I thought it was Harold. No, that was Kumar. Yeah, that's they named the uh, the Korean guy uh, Kumar. What are you talking about? It was Kevin Spacey that did it. It was Luthor. Uh, no, I... Oh, Kumar was just there to sort of, like, slap him around a little was bit. Was he in it? Yeah, Kumar was in it. I thought you were calling Kevin Zach, Spacey uh, something Zach Penn. super weird. Zach Penn, that's Kumar from Harold oh, okay. and Kumar. I've never seen it. I don't do drugs. You know, I've never been high and seen a Harold and Kumar movie. <laughs> Have you been high and watched Superman Returns? No, I wish. It's <laughs> that might make it way better. And it's a great movie. Oh, Superman Returns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah, no, I was super. Ah. I was so hungover when I saw Superman Returns. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I was so hungover before Superman Returns. I was in front of a Noah's Bagels on... <laughs> Uh, Lakeshore Avenue in Oakland. Okay. My friend was going to use the bathroom. Like he went, uh, he, no, this is exactly what happened. My friend was getting a bagel at Noah's Bagels. Mm-hmm. I was so hungover. I went to the bathroom. I peed and I was like, I should probably throw up. I am not feeling good. And then I made it into the Noah's, like I left the bathroom and I was like, God, I don't want to be in here. It smells like bagels. Went outside, <laughs> sat down in front they of Noah's Bagels. They take great insult to that, by the way. Yeah. It smells like bagels in your bagel store. That's what we were trying for. So I'm sitting on the like the patio area on Lakeshore Avenue, which is a very family friendly street in Oakland. Like Uh-oh. and like p- kid, parents and strollers walking by. I'm sitting there and I go and it goes and it fills and I swallow it. Oh no! And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do this not in front of all these people. And then it happens again. It goes and I just go work. And then I just told and I, I threw up. All over my shirt and my pants and in front of that Noah's Bagels. None I was, of it hit the sidewalker street. It was a sitting. All on myself. It was a sitting down throw up. Oh, my God. And so I then quickly, like, like ran away. There's a park right up above Lakeshore Avenue, right around Mandana. And I went to the park. I took my shirt off and threw it away. And then waited in the at the park for my friend. And then we went and saw Superman Returns. With throw up pants? No, what happened to my pants? I can't remember what happened to my pants. Most of my vomit was on my shirt, but I remember throwing that. I remember it's like, you know when you shit yourself and you throw no. away your boxers? No, I don't. You've shit yourself before. You've never shit yourself? There's a situation where if you shit yourself in public, Not you in go public. to— yeah, Not but, in public. But if you, if you shit yourself in public, what happens is you go to a restroom, you take off your pants, you take off the boxers, you throw the boxers away, you clean up with some paper towels or whatever, and then hopefully your pants are okay— and you free ball it for the rest of the day. <laughs> but there's always like you always throw away the boxers if you're if it happens in public. If it was in public and I was at a restaurant, I think I would like to be able to do this. That I'd like to just stand up and go, this linguini made me shit myself. I'm not paying for this. Well, then you got the maitre d' super snooty. He's going to come over and be like, evidence. There uh? you go. No. Just to not pay that $25 for that linguini. That's a lot for a linguini. Yeah. Well, it's a nice place. They have a maitre d'. 
It's completely different than like I feel like throwing up. You you want to sort of avoid. You don't want people to know, but you can't because you just fucking became a human geyser of of waste. And you went barf. Yeah, barf. <laughs> literally go. You literally say barf. <laughs> and then if you shit yourself, you don't want anybody to know. So you go secretly to the bathroom, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, I sharted. You know. Yeah, when people could tell the way you're running though. Yeah. It's like a Santino Morella power walk. Yeah, exactly. You got to clench. Oh my god, so. Santino shits himself before every <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah, he's in gorilla position. Position, really forcing it, and then he just goes for it. Comes out, salutes, waves, like, oh no! Mm-hmm. Ah, that's see? why. That's why he has that funky accent because he's so uh, he's so nervous. He's so nervous. See everybody, we're big wrestling fans. Big wrestling fans. We have a lot in the show today. We've got an interview with Alex Shane coming up later in the show. Semi-retired professional wrestler and co-creator, not co-creator, he didn't co-nothing with nobody, creator and executive producer of Sky's Wrestle Talk TV. That'll be coming up a little later later in the show, later. Later, mean. Oh, man, I should have done more vocal warm-ups before the show. Uh, well, it's funny because I, you come back with a Canadian accent, even though you went to the UK, so. <laughs> I try to be really nice. Yeah. There's not a lot of smiling and eye contact in the UK from what I noticed. Maybe it's because it's cold as shit could be that but i try and flash a smile when walking down the streets and stuff wouldn't get it back really yeah even the smirk smile you know like the you know the eyebrows go up and the head nod you know kind of like hey, how are you? do you get a head nod no none of that interesting yeah mostly lookaways were you maybe was it was because you were wearing your american flag pants yeah and there's vomit on them yeah that's probably an issue I right them from you yeah that's so those yeah i got you i wonder what that is it's vomit. Oh, it's is it's it the vomit? vomit it's the vomit pants. on you. I'm still wearing them. Oh, okay. Warm on the plane. Okay. Just spreading freedom. That's what I say when I vomit wearing these pants. I think I'm spreading freedom. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think it might be illegal to throw up on the American flag. Probably. I'd assume so. Even I think even more so than that. I think it's more offensive to wear the American flag as pants. <laughs> True, with because, your junk on the inside. Yeah, of I think that's a little bit more offensive. It's both offensive. It's both offensive. And because after you throw it, no, never mind. <laughs> so I went to England to learn about professional wrestling, uh, British style. Uh, I l- went to go watch the Impact Wrestling Tour. I saw two out of the four dates that there were. I saw uh, Manchester and I saw Wembley. Turns out it's not Wembley Stadium. It's Wembley Arena. I still might have that backwards. I can't, can't wrap my head around it that they have two locales of the same name there's no madison square garden jr there's no staples center light there's you know isn't there the nokia at the staples center yeah but there's not another nokia next to it nokia diet right yeah there's it's another name of another thing staple zero yeah so there's wembley stadium and wembley arena one holds ninety thousand people one holds about 10 to fifteen thousand people i went to the 10 to fifteen thousand people one okay i had fun a lot of shit happened. I haven't even told Steve all the stories yet. There's so much shit that went on. I saw this uh, amazing show that we're going to talk about later on in upcoming episodes. Because we have, I got a bunch of interviews, which I'll tell you guys about at the end. But we're going to spread them out over the next month or so. So, if I put them all in one show, we say nothing. No. Nothing happens. Yeah, it would just be interviews. Straight up interviews. interview show. Yeah. Who wants that? You? Well, wait. Too bad. Sorry. Yeah, let's spread out, buddy. Um... So I saw Progress Wrestling, amazing show. I saw the Impact shows, and I hung out at an after party and got to meet uh, the WrestleTalk people live and in person. So we're chatting out and hanging out with them. But one of the things that happened, I went to – what are you doing? 
You're, you shouldn't hit the table. Everything's shaking. Was I hitting the table? Yeah. Well, you hit the microphone sometimes. To be it was fair. my face. <laughs> no, but you you sometimes tap it and wrap it. Well, it's because I don't. I, I just want to make sure that's the emphasis and the things I'm saying. <laughs> or you go up and leave all the time. You pee and go get water, and you're like vamp, vamp. <laughs> uh, this is something that happened to me that was rather insulting. I went to this party, right? And there were a bunch of TNA wrestlers there and chatting with people and making new friends. I see Earl Hebner there. Earl Hebner on the show. He's been on the show many, many times. I see him there and I say, hey, Earl, what's up? Put out my hand to shake it. He shakes it real fast and then just bolts. He just leaves. He doesn't say a word to me. You got blown off by Earl Hebner? I got blown off by Earl Hebner. Man, I'm sorry. That sounds what? Why wouldn't you? Couldn't you just corner him? You know, I thought about doing that, but I didn't want to make a scene. You could have mom catted him, just grab him by the back of the neck, and he just sort of, you know, right. the, it neutralizes all the limbs. I didn't want to make a scene. People don't know who I am necessarily, and I don't want to cause a ruckus. You know, there's well, you know what, Scott? This is this is this is really making me indignant because you traveled almost around the entire globe, the planet we yeah. live on, yeah, and you saw Earl Hepner, and he blew you off. That. Let's talk to him. I want to talk to Earl Hepner. I about tried it. calling him. He won't return my calls. I tried getting him in here. He won't talk to me. No, no, no. I don't no, know I'll, if you've done something about I'll this. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'm going to I'm gonna call him up, and then I You're want gonna you call to- him? Yeah, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him on his executive line. Uh, he has an executive line? Yeah. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Right. When you got your own t-shirt, you get an own executive line. Really? That's what I'm I you, we got to make t-shirts. Well, I don't know where we're going to put this executive line. How about on the wall? No, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's dialing. Okay. It, it is? <laughs> yeah. You mean it's ringing? Or? No, I'm dialing. Oh. It's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go away for a little while. You get all these foreign <laughs> customs. All they got is cans and string. I'll ring him on the telly. Hello? Earl? Who is this? <laughs> Earl Hebner. It's Scott and Steve with curtain jerks. Oh, brother. Don't do that. What do you... You blew me off at the TNA after party in Wembley. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry about that. So, how are you? That sounds like you're not interested in how I am. No, no. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> you, Earl, you're you're being very passive-aggressive Am right I? Now. I just... No, I, I'm sure everybody, all your listeners want to hear what's going on with you. Well... It is my podcast, so I, I would hope that listeners want to go out. Oh, you have a podcast? That's cool. You know about my podcast, Earl. You show up on here all the time. That's very cool of you. I I don't like this, Earl. I don't like this new Earl. What's causing this? Look, Scott, Steve, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a big shot now. You're Oh, oh now you're a big shot, huh? I'm a real big shot. What makes you such a big shot now? I've been to Europe. <laughs> You've been, yeah, of course. You've been to Europe before. What? <laughs> You've been to Europe before. Yeah, but I've been to Europe in the 2000s. I think you've probably been before, too. All right. I've been to Europe in the 2010s. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep going with this. I, I'm sure you've gone before this. Look, I can't help it. I'm just a big shot now. I'm just a real, real, real big shot. Why does that make you such a big shot? Why can't you just be a person that acknowledges your friends? Hey. When you've been to Europe and you've been all the way around the globe, doesn't matter who your friends are. It just matters where that paper's coming from. Are you wearing sunglasses right now? What? Are you wearing sunglasses right now? No. 
It sounds like you're fiddling with sunglasses to either take them off or to straighten them on your face. Stupid glasses chain. Can't get them off my neck. <laughs> Earl, where are you right now? What? Right now? Yeah, are you indoors? Maybe. You're indoors wearing sunglasses. What? It's really bright in here. It can't be that bright. You are acting like a real hotshot. Hey, this my stereo system's got a big flashing 12 o'clock on it, and I am just <laughs> like, that is way too bright for me. Watch out, big city. What what city are you in right now? Right now? Yeah. I'm staying in a very modest priced apartment in Tacoma, Washington. You're not even in your chicken coop? That's a big joke, okay? Or I only you live go in the chicken coop. I only live in that chicken coop when I'm on tour. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you lived in it all the time. No, no, no. I keep it in my garage where it's right next to my bicycle when I go to the store and I have to take my canvas bags when I'm going to the Trader Joe's. Earl, are you swiveling a drink? I hear ice in a glass, and it sounds like you are swiveling a drink. Are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a highball of flat cola. <laughs> All right, well, I guess you're not drinking drinking. What flat cola are you drinking? Tab. <laughs> well, congratulations on finding some. I eBayed it. I'm a big deal now, Scott Nava. And next time you try to talk to me at a party, maybe you should have something that I, captures my attention. Earl, I traveled around the world, too, and went to Europe also. Doesn't that put me on a level playing field, just as you are? Well, welcome to the executive class. This is our hangout zone. I'm not there. I'm not I'm not with it's you. It's not a place, Scott Nava. It's a place of mind. Okay, well, I, I guess I'm just maybe a more down-to-earth person? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't, you I don't... are, but you know what? If you're going to dream small, you're going to live small. <laughs> All and right. just because I'm a small guy doesn't mean I'm going to live small. I got big dreams, and I'm going to live them so hard. All right, well, maybe I can learn from you. What's a big dream of yours that you're Well, living? you can't take one of my big dreams. You're going to need to have a big dream of yourself. But I can tell you a couple of my dreams. Yeah, tell me a couple of your dreams. All right. What was that? Tell me a couple of your dreams. All right. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. One day, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a dump outside. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Ain't no cop in the land gonna prosecute me. I just took a dump outside. You haven't done this yet? What? You think I go camping all the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're in a chicken coop, which is kind of like dumping outside if you poop in it. No, we have a small portal on the bottom with a little trap door, and I pull it up, and then I do my business, and I close the trap door. <laughs> I can't help it where it lands. If we're in the parking lot of some arena or outside the impact zone in Orlando, and they get poop on the parking lot just because that's where my that's where my that's where they parked my chicken coop, then oh well, I'm a dreamer, Scott Nava. I'm a big deal. So okay, you want to poop outside? What's another one of your dreams? What's the, what's your dream? I told you one of my dreams. Oh jeez, I guess a dream of mine would be to see Earl Hebner in a bar in Europe and to have a nice friendly conversation without being blown off. Gosh, it sounds like that dream was quest. It was Quest. What was I drinking? I can't even remember. You're drinking a beer. A pint of beer. Just a pint of beer? Mm-hmm. Did I have one or two? In your hand? Yeah. Just one, because you shook my hand with the other one. Just trying to enjoy myself after a hard day's night. Work. <laughs> work night. Hold on. Wait a minute. I was working at night. It's a hard day of working at... It's a hard night's work. It was a hard night's work. That took place... During a whole day. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Accounting for the time difference. 
working during the day, went to the after party at night, mm-hmm. took a small break to screw. <laughs> what? Who'd you screw? Huh, I'm going to have I screw all the time. That's true. That can mean so many things. That time I was screwing a screw on the side of my chicken coop to make sure it was tight. <laughs> it was uh, very cold in uh, Europe, so I had to put a roof on. Yeah, that's not really a good dish for the show. Mm-hmm. Earl, thanks for being on the podcast again. I'll start to dream big so that way I can be on an equal level as you. All right, and I'll consider forgiving you for interrupting me while I was drinking that beer. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. You'll forgive it. Thank you. Man, Earl Hebner's changed. Oh, I didn't say bye. I just hung up. <laughs> That's That was baller, man. That was super baller. I guess that was my dream. Was, my dream is I'm not going to say bye on the phone anymore. <laughs> What'd you do? I accidentally snapped one of these cords real hard and it hit the table. Well, I guess I better not hit the table with my hands then, huh? No, I messed it up. My bad. <laughs> um, Big news before we get to the Alex Shane interview that we have. CM Punk has supposedly quit the WWE. No! So much speculation. Yeah. Don't know if it's real. Don't know if it's not real. This is like AJ Styles' thing in TNA. I don't get it. I don't know. Is it real? Is it not real? Steve, what do you think? I think it's I think it's not real. You think it's not real? No. I think it's real. Really? I think it's real. I think he's quitting. No, it's he loves wrestling. Why would he quit? Because why would he take his ball and go home, as they say? Because it's his ball. It's everybody's ball. He's sharing that yeah, ball with the world. Yeah, but it's in a ball pin. He's sharing that ball with the world. They know they never clean those balls, by the way. Yeah, but in a ball can... pin, they never clean those. Oh yeah, yeah. How would how would you? Uh, actually, you, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put them all in laundry bags and then put them in the washing machine with bleach. Yeah, but it's at a Chuck E. Cheese. They ain't got no washing machines there. You take them to an industrial washing machine place. Oh. Think about all the Band-Aids and baby wipes and used diapers at the bottom of that baby, that, that baby pit, that ball pit. That's why I go. <sighs> That's hideous. I think it's a work. You think it's a work. I think it's a shoot. <laughs> Insider terms. <laughs> I think that he is. he's going to come back. I honestly do. There's I, too much money. His contract's not up till June. Yeah, July I don't know how something. that's going to work. I don't know if he'll get sued or something like that. I don't think he's going to get sued. Yeah, but if he just doesn't show back up to work, I don't know how that how that functions. I don't know. But if he's... if he's, It's not like they were treating him any good while he was there, am I right? Yeah, just showcasing him all the time, giving him merchandise and making money off of that and DVDs and you know getting to got, tell his story. You know what, Scott? I don't think we're qualified to talk about this. You don't think we're qualified to talk no, about this? No, we're using those insider terms like we're part of the business. Like I, a shoot! Yeah, like a work. I don't feel comfortable using that. I think we're or gonna, a pinfall. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to talk to some real experts about this. Luckily, we have both of those experts here today. Do you mean the typical wrestling fans that we had on here once before? Yeah, I mean those experts, the two typical wrestling fans. Uh, I don't know. They were kind of a drag having them on here before. I They got a good response from other wrestling fans, but I don't know if I want the typical wrestling fan to I be on here. I understand that Justin Powerhouse and Preston Perfection have a super underground podcast. I don't even know where you can listen to it. I don't want to know. Well, but apparently they have it, and they've been talking wrestling, so... I figured I got I wanted to get the voice I wanted to get the pulse of the internet on this whole CM Punk thing. They're in the doorway right now. They're, they're look at them. They're doing the Hulk Hogan, you know, 
they're waiting for us to call. Yeah, they're waiting for us to call to their ear. Like, can can we get a little louder? Yeah, I can do. They're doing the flexing. Apparently, they want us to introduce them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, curtain jerks fans, we present you this. Why we do this? We invite. We'd like to invite. Uh, You'd like to. I don't want. We'd like to invite Justin Powerhouse and Preston Perfection to join us right now. Well, thank you for having us, guys. Ooh, Good to yeah. be back. Ticket. Yeah. Well, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Justin Paris? Good to be back on the airwaves with you. It's nice. It's nice to not have to Skype to one another. Yeah. To be in the same room. It is a di- you, how old are you now? You're uh, 15, right? 15, nope, 14? Still 13. Still 13. All right. Two years later, still 13. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, thanks for picking me up for the show. Hey, no problem, man. That's what a minivan with a lamp in the back is for. All right. right. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. Cause you see, I'm punk, right? Uh, actually, that's right, guys. We want to have you on the show today and talk to you and find out what you, how you feel about CM Punk being work or not. Get off our show. Scott, come on. <laughs> I don't really appreciate that. Well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you guys are, thanks for having us, but if you're going to be rude about it, we can take our insider knowledge elsewhere. I can text right? my stepdad and have him come over here and beat the shit out of you guys. Dude, don't bother Gary, okay? Because, like, if I get a flat tire, I'm going to need him to change it. Okay, I'm just, I'm pulling that card. I'm pulling it. Don't, don't pull no cards right now, bro. I'll pull that card. Don't pull that card, I'll bro. I'll quit right now, like. CM Punk. Well, that brings us to an interesting subject, man. Is that for real or for what? Either way, like, the WWE can't handle them, you know? Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's a work or a shoot or whatever, man. It's not like they're competent enough to follow through with it. They totally fuck it up. Yeah, they totally... They probably already did F it up big time. Yeah, totally. Like, WrestleMania 30's ruined. Yeah, I'm... It's the worst WrestleMania ever. I know it's not even booked and set, and there's... Matches aren't concrete, but it's ruined and it's the worst. I'm like gonna order it, but I don't know if I'm gonna like watch it and enjoy it. So just keep that in mind, all right? Like the WWE Network is such a sham, but I'm gonna pay for the prepay for the first six months just because, like, what am I gonna not watch wrestling? Because I could not watch wrestling. Yeah, I totally could too. I could totally give it up because I hate them so much, but I'm buying it. Yeah, you know what, Justin? You're right, man. Let's buy it. Okay. All right, cool. All right, guys. Uh, well, I'm not sure what your <laughs> insight in CM Punk was there, right? Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there was any insight. I don't think you have any insight. Scott has a very good point. You guys are sort of just qualified enough to talk about wrestling just because you watch wrestling, right? I mean, if you are just deciding that WWE can't even handle their own storylines when they're, in fact, coming up with these storylines. Yeah, but, like, who are they? Yeah, I mean, like, what I've heard th- of Vince Russo. Like, he's amazing, but at the same time, ruined wrestling. Seriously, like, what, what, are, what's their like qualifications? What does their resume say to you know, like, have this this company under them? I mean, they may be writing the storylines, yeah. but they're not writing the storylines. Yeah, like Eric Bischoff made NWO, which like was awesome, and then he ruined TNA. So like, he's the worst. Yeah, like, just because you do, like, really bad in one company, you're going to do really bad in another company. Or if you do really good in one company, you're going to yeah. do really good in another company. Unless you're on TV, like, you're not qualified to do it. So if you're behind the camera, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, like, nobody knows the name of those cameramen, right? Like, what storylines are they writing? I mean, it's just, 
Yeah. And like Fandango dancing? What's up with that? Why doesn't yeah, he just Johnny wrestle? Yeah, Curtis could just wrestle, you know? Why can't he just wrestle? Everybody thinks he's just got to dance, you know? Yeah, it's super lame. God, so lame. Johnny Curtis should just be Johnny Curtis. Yeah, and then he should come out to no music. He should just wrestle because he can surprise people with his wrestling ability. That's all you need. You don't need showmanship, but it'd be like super cool if at WrestleMania 30, like he got his awesome dance segment with Daniel Bryan where they just say yes and dance. Whoa, Justin. You just blew my mind. I think I'm going to submit to the WWE to be a writer. No way, man. You got your writer's packet together? Yeah. Sweet, me check too. It, check it out. Look, look. Undertaker keeps his streak. Nice. And then um, Stone Cold comes back and finally fights CM Punk. All right. And then uh, The Rock retires forever and just makes movies. Yeah, like movies I'm not even going to see. He yeah. should just stick to movies, you know? I'm not even going to see them, but I'd yeah. see them. I mean, yeah, they're dumb, except yeah. for Faster. Like, I really like Faster. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I like that. Well, guys. Uh, Stop. Stop. Uh, go away. I think this has reached the end of the segment we have allotted for you guys. Any parting words before you go? I'll give you a bag of donut holes if you all leave. Uh, do I have to go? No, Steve, you can stay. Can I still have some donut holes? Yes. Well, you know, I think we'll take the donut holes. I just want to let you know that, like, this is just the way things are. You know, wrestling's in a weird place, and it's, like, the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, you know? the wrestling is, is totally, it's the worst it's ever been. I still watch. I don't miss anything. I pay for it all. But it's the worst. Yeah, wrestling has never been this bad. I mean, when is this PG era going to end? It's like, as if the lines have blurred and people don't even know it's PG anymore, you know? No. No, I don't. I don't understand. Is there anything that you guys enjoy? Anything? Yeah, guys, is there anything about professional wrestling that speaks to you on some sort of level that makes you enjoy it? I mean, anything at all. Why is your Burke? All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. Here's your donut holes. I don't want to have those guys back on. You know what? They bum me out. It's once every two years. We invite Uh, them to do... I'm sorry. We weren't qualified to talk about CM Punk leaving. I thought we could have been. I thought we could have just given our two cents. Well, now that they talked about it, I think like we can sort of slip it under the radar. I think it's a work because I think that they're at a... Paul Heyman's in the company right now. He's working with Brock Lesnar. What? They hired Paul Heyman? Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yes. The guy's a smart guy. I'm sure that he's probably in someone's ear just a little bit like, yeah, you know, it'll be a good story. And then CM Punk's like, CM Punk loves, like, the, he loves being controversy. that Controversy. Yeah, he loves that controversy. He loves pulling the wool over people's eyes. Mm-hmm, 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 you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a hard sell, but I think they could get away with it. If he's like, hey, I'm burnt out. I need some time off. But also, let's make it sound like I quit. So that way, when I come back, it's going to blow everybody's mind. I, that could be the case. I'm only excited in that if he does quit, the potential shakeup it is in the wrestling world. Like if he shows up on impact for a little bit, if he shows up in ROH, wherever, whatever happens, because we're just so used to everybody being where they are now. Mm -hmm. There's no shakeup. There's no comic crossover. It seems like we're in that exciting place where, Oh, do you remember Wildstorm? Like Gen 13, and I think it was. Oh, young. Wild Things. No, Wild Yeah, that Storm. lesbian scene with the. Uh, yeah, I know. I know when about. I say Gen 13, Nev people Campbell immediately and, uh, assume that. Yeah. But they're all absorbed by the DC universe now. Oh. Like, all those sort of, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we're getting to that point where maybe we can have gigantic free agents who will sort of disappear yeah. into other companies and reappear into other companies. Yeah, I want some crossover. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be super cool. Super cool. Oh, it would be super cool. Speaking of super cool. One of the many interviews that I got over in the UK, 
is with Alex Shane. You've probably heard him on Colt Cabana's podcast. Super funny guy, semi-retired pro wrestler, creator and executive producer of Sky's Wrestle Talk TV. This interview was at a pub, right outside the pub, on a very, very cold English night, outside of Belushi's, uh, this wild this wild rumble party. It was so cool. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about that right after the interview. Um, and this is me, Alex Shane, and Tom Anstey of Wrestling Memes, who is my British guide for all of wrestling in England. So here is that. Enjoy. Scott here in England having the full England experience. It's almost 1 a.m. It's almost time for the Rumble. I'm outside. In the street. In the street with Tom Anstey of Wrestling Memes, who's been my British guide of wrestling this whole week. Yes. And here with Alex Shane, uh, creator of uh, WrestleTalk TV, professional wrestler, not active anymore currently, Semi-retired. Right? Semi-retired. The thing is, if I was active, I couldn't be stood here in the street in Shepherd's Bush <laughs> giving you the full English, as they call it here. Have you ever seen a Shepherd's Bush, anyone? It's, it, it's so hairy they can actually put, oh, put sheep in there. No, uh, no, no semi-retired so that I can hang around with you guys and, and get wasted and watch the Rumble. Which Alex is very good at, uh, from personal experience. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, well, I've, I mean, that's part of what we've done with you, Scott, right, already. You've, been you've given me two shots and, it, uh, I'm, and he can't say no once they've been given to him. It's so. the Ghostbusters rule, you know, you, you know. Are you a guy? You say yes. It's like he's handing you a shot. It's like, well, if you want an interview later, you <laughs> better start I doing it now. I thought you were going to say don't cross the streams. You never cross <laughs> the streams. <laughs> That's, that's also a shepherd's rule. <laughs> when the bush is too big. Yeah. Um, Alex, you have created Russell Talk, which I'm a fan of, and it's been a really great show for you and a great outlet. Um, mm. How did that come about for you? It was what we call um, in the world of events taking place that you think are meant to be a beautiful disaster. Because uh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> I was actually, right. I was originally, I um, the last thing I did um, of note was I was the promoter for TNA's first UK tour. Before that, I did Ring of Honor's UK shows. And, uh, and I decided I had this like epiphany that I should move to India and try and set up wrestling there, as and uh, as you do. Uh, and I went out there for a project that would eventually become Rinker King. And uh-huh. then while I was in India, on the India-Pakistan border, a couple of months after the Mumbai attacks, not the place you want to be, uh, I, um, I got a phone call from an old student of mine. He said to me, uh, I want to bring back the company that I used to run the FWA, would you come back and do it? I came back and did it. The guy was a banker, and after like two and a half years, he decided to sort of walk away from it. And I'm left with all these promises. We're going to get British wrestling back on TV that I've made publicly, and a load of equipment, and also the knowledge of how to edit vi- videos. Because mm-hmm. after the first three months, we couldn't pay our editor anymore. So I said, well, I did media at college. To get to put into perspective, <laughs> when I did media, and this is a true story, it was two video recorders, one that you press play on, and one you press record on, and you synced it up with a dial. Um, so I basically made uh, WrestleTalk for YouTube. Um, just for shits and giggles, as they say in England, uh, we were fortunate to get. Who did we get for the first guest? It was um, Colt uh, Cabana. Colt Cabana yeah. um, and I, we got Colt just after Punk had done his infamous promo, and I give mm-hmm. him Punk and Cabana their first sort of European tours. Mm-hmm. So I had a, an existing relationship with him. It went well, and within five months, we got signed to a TV deal, and now we're TV producers. And so, that's when I hopped on. And that was when Tom <laughs> got involved. So, so it's really just been one of those things that, like, if somebody had told me. But the funny thing was, because of WrestleTalk, we managed to get British Wrestling, its own show, back on TV. So we kind of had to go, not from A to B, we had to go to Z and then work backwards through the alphabet to right. get to the original goal. All because you're like, yeah, I took a class. I had a recorder. <laughs> media, yeah, me- yeah, GCSE media. Uh, I actually, uh, yeah, so that was it. See, the, th- the thing about Alex, I think Alex is the busiest person I know. <laughs> 
he has about well, I think it's fair to say he's got about a thousand a thousand irons in about a thousand fires. And yeah. it's like and it's, it's, and then and it's like and then well, for example, we were at Progress today and we saw Alex uh, and Alex's like, Hey, how's it going? And he watches the maze and like, I'm back in a minute, disappears off over here and then <laughs> never returns until we get to the rumble. I'm part. back here. Yeah, I mean having the irons in the fires is because I've got an over- overactive mind and yes. I like to be busy. The problem is, as I've got older, I've realised that to do all the things that I want to do, I'd have to live 10 lives and I'd still feel <laughs> that I hadn't done enough. So uh, so I'm at the point now where I'm trying to focus on the things that are important and WrestleTalk has uh, become one of those things, really. So, well, One of those things you mentioned inside, which I find fascinating, was magic. You did magic and you're getting back into magic. Indeed. Well, I, I, I actually uh, got into... First of all, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, this is what I always think this is f- funny, right? Because if you look at puppeteering, you're basically one guy using a square with fictional characters presenting a morality play where you're in control, which is essentially booking, right? So, right. It, uh, so when I was a child, I already had the element of wanting to be a booker. But then I discovered magic and I'm like, you're doing an illusion where the audience knows it's not real, but they sit there and go, ooh and ah, which is basically wrestling. So um, yeah, so I did magic for until I was 12. Ended up like, actually doing magic shows, like uh-huh. as a kid magician and stuff, and then discovered wrestling and then those things combined and that's where we are now. But I just got bitten by the magic bug again recently. So uh, I've just started picking up some coins and some cards. I showed you guys a trick. Yeah, I did. How I, good was I, I, am, I am confounded. I, I wanted to break out my recorder right away and go, can we get this for a video? And put it on the <laughs> yeah, channel? yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, but yeah, but wrestling's still my first love, really. So, oh, that and Tiffany, who did I think we're alone now, she's actually my first, my first, <laughs> oh, it's Francesca Wood. Hello, hey, Francesca Hello. Wood. Just doing an interview. Francesca Wood, oh, are you still yes. recording? Yes, no, 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 join us, join us. Come, come, come. Join in, Francesca. I'm Scott, I, I'm a fan of the show, Wrestle Talk. Yes. I brought Scott over from America to learn about England wrestling. So He's so nice, he paid for the plane ticket. So yeah, you wish I paid for the plane ticket. But yeah, you're now in on the podcast, so welcome. Yeah, Francesca, no, you, of course you can. You go get All a right. drink. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get you just, later then. Non-alcoholic, obviously. I'm, I'm, no, I'm definitely not, but I'm actually Thank you for joining. I'll see you soon. Sorry about that, everyone. Right. Our crew just appears from bloody nowhere. Bloody Francesca yeah. Wood interfering in podcasts <laughs> like she owns the bloody street that we are. It's a big street, actually, we're on at the moment. She you, owns the Shepherd's Bush. Oh, <laughs> oh, my. She's the puppeteer of the she's Shepherd's Bush. She's the puppeteer. Bush. She is. She it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, where, where are we? Where were we? So, uh, you talked about your loves of wrestling being one, and magic is obviously and one. Tiffany. And, and Tiffany. Tiffany. Is that why you just now. hang out in malls, just waiting for... That's the Westfield Mall over it there, It is right? indeed. That's what it is. <laughs> just yeah, wait yeah. for a concert Apparently, she out? did Playboy, and I've never seen it. So what? Yeah, she did Playboy in her later years. Get so uh, here. Yeah. No, I have seen it. Have you really? Yes. Wow. But be- only because, for some reason, because I do the wrestling memes, people fairly regularly will send me pictures of nude women, uh, nude wrestlers, and go, make a meme of this. I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's a naked woman. I don't understand it. You're you don't understand naked women? No, no, I understand. <laughs> I, I completely understand naked women. But I don't understand why these people are telling me to make funny jokes out of naked women. They're, they're not Do you for joking. how fortunate you are? They're, you don't even have to look for porn anymore. <laughs> yeah. People like, are sending it to you. Oh, yeah. You're living the dream, living Tom the dream. <laughs> living the dream, yeah. That's something. It's along those lines. Uh, yes. Um, Anyway. I'm worried I befuddled Scott there because he was making a valid point and I went off on a and I think we're alone now. We were talking about show. Our valid points go out the window we for were, tangents we, all the time. We were talking about this earlier. We, we want as many tangents as humanly possible. Oh, I'll give exactly. you one more. All right, go on. Okay. After Tiffany, my second, because this is because, you know, if you've got an American audience, I want to show my love for America. Yeah. Um, as if Americanizing British wrestling wasn't enough, which I'm often accused of. Um, 
Do you remember the first series? It's of the making real... it accessible, I think is a good way of putting it. I, I like to see it as evolving it, but there yeah. is a couple of people in British wrestling like you, you know, I'm the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. You Americanized British oh, wrestling. Oh, people, people either love Alex or they absolutely hate him. I'm the Marmite. But they're talking about you. Because I'm now. talking about you. Because I'm associated with Alex now, I get the same brush occasionally if somebody knows who I am, <laughs> which is perfect for me. I don't mind it at all. The, no, but, uh, but the, the real world. You mind. The real world. <laughs> the porn. <laughs> the porn. That bloody outrageous. Thing. The real world. Do you remember yeah. that show, the first yes. series? Julie yes. from Alabama. I loved Julie from Alabama. Do you not remember her? She was. She was Julie from Alabama. She was the dancer. There was. Eric, the model, okay, and she he the had myth. a thing with Julie from Alabama, and yes. that was like my second crush. Anyway, we nice. should move on, but I'm just anyway, no, <laughs> we should tweet her during the show, is what yeah. we should do. We should uh, tweet both of them. I want to go off on a tangent of my own, okay, which was we earlier today. I don't know what order these, these podcasts will be coming out, but we spoke to Tommy End, yes, and as he was telling his podcast, I was like, You need to speak to Alex Shane immediately. Because he, because I have spent many a car journey with you on the way back from Wrestle Talk or on the way to a wrestling show, whatever it is. But uh, we have spent, a sh- I have spent like just hours <coughs> listening to you talk about uh, conspiracy theories and the occult and stuff. And and uh, I mean, Tommy gave us his top three conspiracy theories yes, in the, the, to- the top. Oh, what, were the top what were the top three? Uh, one was great. about skinwalkers. skinwalkers. Okay. Alex is flat mostly. Yeah. Um, I think there's so, a couple inside watching the Rumble right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we've seen a few, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is the point to ask Alex. What are your top three conspiracy theories? Um, well, I, I, the thing is, I used to be, I'm what I refer to as a recovering conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, just like all other drugs that are bad for you, mm-hmm. where at the time you go, oh, I need more of this, I need more of this, and you go down a rabbit hole, it eventually leaves you in such a state that you lose touch with not only reality, but actually you isolate yourself from most of the people who are not, um, I wouldn't say mentally disjointed, because that's not fair. <laughs> but what I, what I mean is whatever, whatever uh, my, my belief is, like I, I say recovering conspiracy theorists, because actually getting into that stuff was amazing. It was, uh, you know, spent, uh, I, sp- I, I think it's down to the fact that when you're a conspiracy theorist, you are desperately looking for some kind of certainty. I mean, if you think about this, and this is going to get a bit deep, you know, um, but if you think about it, the fact that we are allegedly on a massive round rock spinning in the middle of nothingness, clung to it by an invisible force called gravity, that is enough to make some people go, I need to make sense out of this, right? And conspiracy theories give people the ability to go, I know categorically how things work. But I I found great uh, comfort in this realisation. I don't think that I or anybody else but that's not to knock them I'll just say me for now can possibly comprehend the sheer enormity of what is really going on in the universe let alone uh, and the planet right so I don't try and deal with it anymore I just go there are things that I think I know there are things that I'll never understand but I find great comfort in just trying to make sure that my contribution is the best it can be and I continue to try and evolve as an individual but the fact is if the system is corrupt which is the biggest conspiracy we are all hopelessly, to quote Morpheus, uh, <laughs> you know, linked to the system. We need the system. And, and the thing is, if you try and attack the system, the system will rebel against you in some way, even your family and your friends or whatever. So the conspiracy thing's great, but you've got to realise that the system we've got, even though it's disjointed, it kind of works, because otherwise mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here in, in inverted commas, a free country where 
we can all have media at the ends of our fingertips. We get clean water. Okay, it's full of fluoride, but that's on my top conspiracy list. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, we, but, you know, so, so, that, so that's my take on it. So I won't go down on it too much, but that's, yeah. That's but. exactly how I feel about the great Kali. Everything that you said, <laughs> you don't fight it. You just go, I don't understand what he's saying. Uh, yeah, I if just, I say too much, they'll make him wrestle more, and that'll be weird. So I just roll with it and I let it happen. I just accept his presence. He's a big guy. He's big man chops, he's, and that's it. And you just, just let you it know, happen. Just, just, just go with as it. A, as a recovering uh, conspiracy theorist, you do like to occasionally, as we're driving on the road, go, you see that sign over there? Illuminati. <laughs> well, no, I don't actually. But I don't There's actually. There's a perfect one in front of us right here. We got a Coca-Cola. I, I don't one. actually. I don't actually believe in the Illuminati. But uh, but what I will say is there Although are things. You did things, a gimmick on it. Oh, I did a gimmick on oh, it. Yeah. yeah, that was part of my recovery. Was to, I'm going to make art out of this, right? But there are certain things like if you look at the Coca-Cola logo. Uh, no, so the Nike logo, which most oh, people oh, think oh, is a tick, right? right? It's actually the a tick. A tick. You know the Nike yeah, the logo is a tick. In fact, I have one here. Now, if you look at that, yeah. you think, most people think that's a tick. What that actually is, is the ring around the planet Saturn with the planet taken out of the middle. Because oh. astrologically, what happens is when we see certain things, we, our brain, that's what the occult is, it's what is hidden. So our brain tries to fill in the gaps mm -hmm. by going, oh, that's interesting to me. So that's why if you look at a lot of these logos, even the McDonald's logo, um, there's a whole big meaning behind what that logo is it's not just an m now that stuff i find interesting but there's a big difference between someone using clever marketing to make us go all oh, that logo sticks and then saying there's a, an elite group of people that are you know working with lucifer or aliens <laughs> or whatever i'm not saying they're not i'm just saying it's not my i can't it's do anything about proven. it can i right you know? right so uh, have you ever had a chance to sit down and talk with Jesse Ventura about this stuff? I, lo I mean, I, I, I love Jesse Ventura. I think he's amazing. <laughs> I feel I was American. I'd vote for him. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's it's just um, it's one of those things. Yeah. I, I, I think it's time to move on. I'm to the so point. glad you said that. I was. <laughs> I was right. really we got one more point before we'll uh, wrap this up. Oh, somebody's listening over there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I think there's one more point that we obviously we've got Scott over here to learn about British wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I need you, Alex, to give Scott your pitch as to why British wrestling is better than everything else. Well, I mean, I, w I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I think everything in wrestling um, has a place. What I would say in, not defense of British wrestling, but to illuminate somebody, uh, we're the Illuminati now, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> to illuminate somebody to British wrestling, I would, I would use this as, a, as an equation. If you look at England, you can probably fit two and a half Englands in the state of Texas mm -hmm. because of the size of its landmass. Yet you can go around the UK now and find at least 40 wrestlers, I would say, if not more, who are of such a sort of caliber that you can make a, a, a world-class indie promotion. Well, out I mean, of look it, at right? progress today. Look at the show today. Perfect example. And that was only like that didn't scratch the surface of I mean it did but there was yeah. still another 20 yeah. 30 guys out there who you know even in the training schools there's so many good schools so the point that you can get a world-class indie promotion just with talent from what is essentially uh, a country half the size of one of your states means that England is producing more talent per square mile I believe than anywhere else in the world however when it comes to the actual industry of pro wrestling we're pretty backwards in it you're only just learning that so I think what happened was British wrestling uh, really was ahead of the curve it was the first country to have a national television show you know like if you, it was all sort of uh, broken up in the states right and then WWE well what we did we didn't change with the time so American mm -hmm. wrestling just blew us out the water I got into British wrestling because of American wrestling so I'm very quick I did an interview actually yesterday uh, for a documentary being made and I, I often get accused of Americanizing pro wrestling and I say listen the, the, 
point is that I am a fan of good wrestling and the good wrestling that got me into wrestling was American and I want to promote good wrestling in England and if it's English people doing it that's even better um, but to me I'm just a fan of wrestling so I, I don't I, I'm very pro British wrestling but I also realize that we're an important part in a much bigger picture that's a worldwide thing and my concern is maybe if we don't as a collective industry with all the other indies in the world sort of come together and appreciate each other's talent and work as a union uh, not I shouldn't say a union that but but uh, it, it work in harmony with each other right. then there may be no industry left in the future because we're facing a a massive corporation. Well, from the wrestling side of it, it seems like the hunger's there. The hunger to prove that British wrestling... It's because we've not eaten in years. There's yeah. no money. Oh, starving. <laughs> yeah. starving. You guys, the gravy's delicious over here. Uh, the, <laughs> the hunger to, to be known, to, to have more British wrestlers out there, mm. because for American fans, it's they know Magnus, they know Regal, mm. they know... Um, they now know Spud. Yeah, they now know Spud, but there's, there's sparse names amongst a group of, obviously, a lot of American mm. wrestlers out there, but I think... I would imagine for British wrestlers growing up that they go, I want to be no, I want to be the British wrestler that yeah. maybe I saw the bulldog and like there needs to be more of us. We yeah. need to be seen. Definitely, and um, and I and I think that I think it's an amazing time now because I think the rest of the world is waking up and going, hold on a second, there's some re there's something happening over here. They haven't realised it's happening on British shows. They realise that British talent is good, mm. and it's getting better. Um, and eventually they, uh, you know, indie fans, I mean, I was a fan of indie wrestling. That's why I did the, my old company, FWA, was probably the best European independent company of its generation. Mm -hmm. And we did ROH against Ring of Honor. And I wanted an English wrestling You mean ROH scene. against FWA? ROH against FWA, not Ring go. of Honor, sorry. Eight Jager Bombs <laughs> or whatever it was, probably four actually. But um, yeah. So, I, I, so I, I wanted to have an indie company in the UK that, was, that could stand side by side with some of the American indies. Right. And we haven't got that yet. But what we have, I realize all of a sudden, is British wrestling as a collective is that indie. Does that make any sense? Like, it does. It's yes. very fragmented. So, and, th and that's really exciting for us. And the guys have worked really hard. And uh, but you know, without American wrestling, British wrestling wouldn't be what it is today. And that's it. And, and some British wrestlers won't want me saying that, but it, it's the truth. Well, right. it's great. I mean, this was exciting to talk about, and I'm excited seeing the whole week here of British wrestling and seeing progress. And um, I hope that talking to you and it's just more exposure that another person just checks it out and watches. And uh, thanks so much for your time, Alex. I, I hope I hope you can look at Nike trainers in the same way again. <laughs> and I oh. hope uh, that you won't be alone in a mall anymore. I hope someday <laughs> that you'll feel a brush on your shoulder and it'll be Tiffany right there. Oh, and we oh. could be alone now. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Alex, and thank you, Tom. Let's go back inside and get some drinks and be warm. All right, it's cold. And we're back. That guy's a hoot. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that interview a lot. Yeah, so he bought me drinks. Nice. At the Rumble Party. Which is great because Scott doesn't drink. I don't drink, and I knew I had to once they were set in front of me. There's no, sorry, um, I don't drink, but I'd like to talk to you later for an interview. I like your casual cool guy interview, Scott. I like that, Scott. Oh, boy. It was so cold outside. It was so fucking cold. You guys sound like you're having a good time. It doesn't sound like you're losing fingers and toes. Only at the end was I, I was really feeling it. As you can hear, the wind picked up a bit, and it was uh, really getting cold. But so, at the rumble party at Belushi's, where it was just packed to the to the rafters, there was uh, just fans galore. It was Australia night the night before. I guess it's Australian Independence Day mm -hmm. was that day. And then they booted everybody out, and then stuck all the wrestling fans in there, and then 
they have extra channels on Sky. They have all these extra WWE shows that we don't get. They had WWE Vintage, which they were showing beforehand. So they're showing clips from WCW Battle Bowl, Whoa. which I'd never seen before. And so they're showing that as I was watching that. And uh, that's where serial mascot characters fight to the death, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh, Lucky Charms. Count Chocula. <laughs> and then one of them dies. Mm-hmm. Poor Count Chocula. So we're watching that, enjoying that, and then drinks were coming, and the crowd was so crazy. I wish I could watch every pay-per-view in England because when CM Punk came out for the Rumble, they all sang Cult of Personality. Nice. Um, with John Cena's theme song. So do the do – the, Keep going. John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. They were chanting that. They were chanting John Cena sucks during it, which nice. if the night after WrestleMania will probably be the night that that catches on if there's a bunch of Brits there. I like that. It sounds like it's a live crowd uh, mentality as if you were there, but you're in a bar. Yeah. That's and, very cool. And super loud. And then when Batista won, my God, I thought I was going to die. What happened? <laughs> they turned. Really? Yeah, they hated it so much. Is it just? Does everybody hate that because he's coming back from out of nowhere? I guess so. People threw things. Didn't Edge do the same thing like three years ago? He came back from injury. He was still on the roster and still was a guy, but yeah. just came back from injury. But yeah, they, they were furious. It was kind of cool because... Wow. I wanted to cheer, but at the same time, I knew yelling diplomatic immunity probably wouldn't stop them from tearing my arms off. Well, you also have to have diplomatic immunity to yell that. I do. You go over – Steve, you're an American. You go over to another country, and you say diplomatic immunity. You're good. You're covered. Really? (laughs) All right. It worked in Lethal Weapon 2. That was a South African guy in America, though. That wasn't an American guy in South Africa. Yeah, but you put one over there. It totally works. All right. We should go to South and Africa. You put, when you say put one over, you mean put one over them by yeah. saying diplomatic meaning. Oh, don't use more wrestling terms. Those two Sorry. jackasses will show back up. Sorry. Uh, all right. And it's time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com and follow us at Curtin Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. First one we got here is Axe Wielding Alex says, Gene Okerlund seems like such a nice guy. How did he get the nickname Mean? Hmm. Well, since I don't have any true information on this, I'm going to clearly just speculate. Yeah, I'm going to probably do the same. How did he get the name? He was never a wrestler, right? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, okay. he Hulk Hogan had him team up with him. He did the, all these training segments with him uh, to get him ready well, for this tag match. Yeah, but before that. Before, before that. Yeah, before it was a gimmick to have him in the ring. Hmm. I mean, the easy answer would be, he strangles hookers. That would be the easy answer to speculate that that's what Gene Okerlund did. But I don't think that's true. You don't think he's putting an end to their tough lives? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they don't call him the sweet angel of mercy, Gene <laughs> Okerlund, I guess. Um, I just assumed it was because he was so good on the mic, they called him mean. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that that's a good one. Because the other thought was that he only has anal with hookers. And that's probably not it either. That makes him mean. Well, that I makes think, him super I, mean. You said dry anal, I suppose so. I mean, <laughs> but if, as long as they were both into it and they were using the proper amounts of lube and both being comfortable and had a, a lengthy, intimate conversation <laughs> beforehand, making sure that negotiations. The, <laughs> negotiations, also knowing what each other's boundaries were, then you'd be incredibly considerate, Gino Clint. Yeah, and again, that's not the name, so that's probably not the case. No. So I think Steve's right on the money there. 
Yeah. What'd you say again? <laughs> that he was good on the mic? That's it. <laughs> He's so mean on the mic. That's He's so mean it. on the mic. It has nothing to do with hookers. Yeah. Nothing at all. I just keep thinking of the like the poor uh, hotel owner who like mean Gene Okerlund <laughs> keeps coming up to him and he's like, Hello <laughs> And he's like, The same room? Do you do you want the same room, Mr. Okerlund? <laughs> Don't you own a home? <laughs> of course. I'll be taking my regular room. Uh G T twenty ten says you have Virgil as a manservant for one day. What tasks do you task him with? Hmm. I know I know what I task him Ooh, with. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Completing an entire Gamblers Anonymous program, I think. <laughs> Getting a sponsor. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. That's um boy, that's practical. That's really practical. That's really practical. Didn't he? You've told this story, didn't you? I did. You use your cell phone, yeah, at, he, at a wrestling convention. At a, no, at a Comic Con mm-hmm. to check all of his bets for the day. Nice. Yeah, it was, he che- he had a lot of bets. He had a lot of bets. Uh, what would I use? Hey, baby, to- how you doing? <laughs> uh, can I get my phone back? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just let me check this. Your battery's dead. <laughs> Boy, what would I use Virgil for for a day if he's my if he's my manservant? Okay, maybe he's- he could hold one of your belts. True, could hold one of my belts, but I feel he's so proficient at angrily counting $100 bills, right? Like he's, he just holds them all. He holds like, you know, 10, 15 of them. And he just angrily like counts them off, you know, mm-hmm. just looking threatening while doing it. So I think what I would do is I show up at a deli and I would have Virgil take all the numbers, all the, you know, they, they're going to call your number and wait and have everybody stand in there wanting to have their number be called but he's got like you know 30 numbers beforehand mm-hmm. so they're calling out the number and he's just angrily like shuffling through them or just looking mean at everybody else <laughs> excuse me sir are you gonna buy a sandwich yeah. and be like i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it and then i'll do the million dollar man laugh <laughs> you know while he's counting them off that's what i'd do i'd ruin everybody's day at a deli with virgil how many pounds of prosciutto would you like i'm sure there's a price that you that'll work for you Everybody's got a price. Okay. See? Uh, ben Eri. Ben Eri. Ben. Okay, it's Ben E Y R I E Y. At Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's it. How do you think you pronounce that? That's the trouble. You guys have the tricky names and it's not spelled out phonetically. I don't know how to say it. Ben Eri. Ben Eri. Ben Eri says. Who will take CM Punk's place in the WWE if he leaves? Heath Slater? Jack Swagger? Sin Cara? Wow, Sin Cara, the straight-edge silent star. <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you like that? Yeah. I just made that up. Yeah, S-C-S-S. S-C-S-S. Mm. Um, the extra S is for star. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan's kind of doing it. Like, they were sort of mirror images of each other. It kind of seems like he's eclipsed him already. Yeah. Know? This is his year. It is. That's true. You know, it's funny when I think back, like, we were really lucky to see Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk live. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was very – and now it seems like that would even be a bigger uh, hot ticket item right now. It would be. Than when we saw it. And when we saw it, it was just like a fan favorite. Now it would be – AJ a, was the everybody special guest referee. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Don't get any bigger. <laughs> Stop I want, growing. I want the match to be bigger, but I don't want AJ to get bigger. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. You're in a beautiful place. Forever young. 
I've got some bad news. Whoa, uh, Wade Barrett, thank you for joining us. You certainly weren't invited. What's going on here, buddy? Well, that's the bad news. I wasn't invited yet. I showed up anyway. Well, uh, since you're here, we don't have a 20-foot-tall podium, but you're welcome to use one of these soapboxes. Can I get some decorum in here? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mr. Barrett, the floor is yours. I've got some bad news. All right. The superstar that will be replacing CM Punk is me. Wade Barrett. That's right. Uh, that's not a bad... I don't think that's bad news at all. You're really an exciting guy. I haven't seen you in the ring for a couple months, but you're always pretty badass. That's the bad news. I won't be wrestling. Oh, come on. That's right. You look forward to my matches, don't you? Uh, yeah, a lot. I won't be wrestling. You're just going to be more of the talking? More of the talking. Do you like the talking? Well, it's got some It's got some moments, which reminds me... I'm not going to talk anymore. Bad news. You're just going to stand on the podium? Do you like that podium? No. Good, because I've got some indifferent news. What's that? That I'm just going to be sitting with a webcam. Oh, that's terrible. And I don't even know how to use it, so you'll just see my eye. That is terrible. Uh, this reminds me, on Raw, Jerry Lawler just said, hopefully next week you won't be here. That's some bad news for you. That's exceptionally bad news because Jerry Lawler's going to try and get in the ring with me and probably suffer another heart attack. That's you, terrible news. That is terrible that news. Terrible that is news. some bad news. I've tried to talk him out of it. Is that bad, really going to be... Bad news. Is that going to be an, a match next week or is it just some... Spoiler alert. Okay. Yes. All right. I just wanted to make sure because it just sounded like Jerry Lawler was calling you out... And then he sat down afterwards, and no one addressed it. He did, because he already thought he might have had a heart attack, which is terrible news. I'm a huge Jerry Lola fan. Yeah, I was about that to say, is bad, that bad, is, that bad is, news. That is bad news. Seriously, I is don't like that at all. Is there any other serious bad news that you could talk about? Yes, there is some bad news. The Miz will still be with the WWE while CM Punk leaves. But you know what? That is bad news. Bad news. He's, he's a bad guy now, right? I don't know. Bad news is no one knows. Yeah, I suppose that is the bad news. More bad news. What's that? El Torito will be WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The little bull guy? Yes, the little bull guy will be WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And so we... Are he we wins it from Brock Lesnar at Extreme Rules. Are we looking forward to that match between him and Hornswoggle? I've got some bad news. No, you're not. I'm not looking forward to that no. match. Okay. I've got some more bad news. All right, Mr. Barrett. I don't know how much more bad news I could bear, but... Sweet Tea Tensai... No, 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 no. Yep. Come on, not Tensai. Yes. Tensai, Tensai is a monster. He's a bat. He's like, he's such a great villain. Like, they've turned him into sweet tea. It's so weird. It's so nebulous. Tell me. Don't tell me it's bad. more bad news. He is joining three-man band, and there will be four-man band. All right. They're bad guys, right? I don't know. Maybe, some people like him, some people hate him. Maybe he could be like the drummer, like Animal from The Muppet Show, <laughs> and he could be sort of like the really like violent one that they all have to keep in check. I, I suppose he could, yes. He'll put a chain on his neck and do that. I've got even more bad news. All right, Do Ms. you want to know the bad news? Do you want to know the worst news of it all? Is this the baddest news? This is the worst, baddest news that there is. All right, Mr. Barrett. I'm not sure I want to hear it, but... These are all storylines written by typical wrestling fans. No. Yes, Preston Powerhouse and... Justin Perfection. Justin Perfection wrote these storylines, and they've all been approved 
bad news. Oh, wait. I, isn't it Justin Powerhouse and Preston Perfection? Bad news is I didn't really meet them. I just took what they gave me and read it on the air. Wow. You know what? Isn't it the worst when people that aren't involved with wrestling try to talk to real wrestlers? Yes. <laughs> Stop talking to me. All right. Okay. Mr. Thank you for joining us, Wade Barrett. You're not welcome. Oh, that's the word. Man, you know what the bad news is? Rudeness. That's bad news. Rudeness and messing with the audio as he did. Yes, it is. God. 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 All right. I've got a special treat for everybody. We had the Alex Shane interview, but one extra bonus treat to close out the show. Do you know what it is? I think so. Yeah, I told you what it was. Yeah. Uh, another embarrassing wrestling encounter. This is where we'd put in the wrestling, embarrassing wrestling encounter theme music right here. Yeah. But it hasn't been composed yet. Yeah. But, well, it'll be put in there post-haste. Lots of honks. <laughs> so many honks. Yeah. This one sent from Michael V. I love these. Please send these to curtainjerks at gmail.com of your em- embarrassing wrestling encounters. I've had plenty. I've added more to the list from my trip. Hi, Scott and Steve. Here's an embarrassing story of when I met primetime players the day before WrestleMania last year. So that's WrestleMania 29, in case you're listening to this in the future. My buddies and I got up around 7 a.m. to go to the opening of the WrestleMania Superstore so we could meet primetime players. I bought a WrestleMania program to have signed and asked my buddy what he was going to do. He just laughed to himself and pulled out a $5 bill and a $1 bill. Around 10 a.m., we finally get to the table to meet PTP. Things started off nice and casual when my buddy puts down the $5 and says, Abraham, and then puts down the $1 and says, Washington. In a split second, Titus's face goes from happy to awkward politeness to horror. They both sign the money really quickly and ask us to leave. The look of disappointment in Darren Young's eyes told the rest of the story. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was really hoping that like that was his weird introduction to getting some sweet di- some sweet dirt on Abraham Washington, but it <laughs> sounds like we're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah, could you please? There, there's representatives here. Like, look, our we pub- might win the tag titles. My soon. publicist can fire me. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love those. Please, if you have an embarrassing wrestling encounter, send those to curtainjerks at gmail.com, and we will read them on the podcast. This is true. So. Thanks to Alex Shane, watch WrestleTalk TV on Sky in the UK or on YouTube.com slash WrestleTalk TV and go friend Alex on uh, on uh, Facebook because he doesn't do the Twitter. He doesn't do all these other things, but he's on the Facebook. He's got thousands of friends on there and he's plugging stuff all the time. So if you want to keep abreast of Alex Shane, uh, so big thanks to him and really enjoyed that interview. And Tell them Curtain Jerk sent you. Mm-hmm. That's where it fits in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in the videos where it's us. Yeah, that's true. Very excited to announce that in the upcoming weeks, we'll be releasing more interviews I got in the UK from Progress Wrestling, which we'll be talking about, Rosie Lee, Ali Alexander, Tommy End, which you're going to fucking lose your mind over. I'm looking forward to it. And co-owner of the company, Glenn Joseph. Also, Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes. That's right. We talked about it forever on the show. Now you're actually going to hear him talk. We have a conversation. And Rockstar Spud from Impact Wrestling. Nice. Spoiler alert. He doesn't put up with us bloody yanks. No? No. Can't hang. Oh, can't hang. Can't can't stand us. Can't stand us bloody yanks. 
but he was a delight and I met with him actually later it was a Skype interview but I met him later and I'll tell that story later on so you gotta subscribe to the podcast you gotta give it five stars you gotta rate and review on iTunes you gotta let these people know on Twitter and on Facebook for Alex's purpose that you heard him on the podcast and you loved hearing him and you wanna hear him again so for Curtain Jerks I'm Scott Narver and I'm Steve Sears enjoy your wrestling kids receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.